I'm Nicola Dean and this is Safeguarding Matters with the Ancraft Trust. Hello, I'm Nicola Dean and I'm here talking to Deborah Kitson and Nick Slynn. Hello. Hi. Hi. Nick, can you just introduce yourself and tell us about your role? Yeah, I'm Nick Slynn and I'm currently managing the Child Protection and Sport Unit that's based at the MSPCC. And I'm Deborah, CEO at the Ancraft Trust and working with the sport team. Now, I think it's, I think quite a few people might know this already, but you actually know each other anyway, don't you? Mm. How far back do you both go? <laughs> well, bizarrely, we go back, what, 42 years, I think it is, in professional terms to when we were both stripling youths working at the uh, social services department in the Meadows, I think it was, wasn't it, Deb? It was indeed. We were in different teams, but that's when we first met. And we have kept in touch since then, but not worked uh, as closely as we do now, obviously, um, for all that time really. Mm. Yeah, because I think it's quite um, clear as well that CPSU and ACT have been working um, closely together on sport. Um, Nick, what have you been, how have you been helping us? Well, I think so the Child Protection Sport Unit's been in existence for coming on 19 years now. Um, and I think what we've tried to do is is when the Ancraft Trust started working with sports organisations, mm. is try to use the experiences that we've had, good and bad, um, to help avoid some of the some of the avoidable pitfalls, I think, in, in developing services for sports organisations. It has been incredibly useful, actually, because we've been funded for about four years to safeguard adults in sport. And CPSU's experience over the years has really been invaluable and they've been incredibly generous about sharing those, that experience and expertise and um, uh, also uh, jointly working with us on a number of the issues that we're taking forward. Yeah, because when I started in post, um, I sometimes got asked, well, why don't CPSU just do safeguarding adults? It'll be a lot easier. We know where to go. We just we know CPSU. Why do? So why don't CPSU do safeguarding adults? Well, I think there's two two main reasons. One is that we are based at the NSPCC, and that's that's um, a children's safeguarding charity. Um, and the other one is is just being honest about our areas of expertise. And I, I think we have long-standing expertise in safeguarding children um, and. Trust brings long, long-standing expertise in working with uh, vulnerable adults and adults at risk. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people do do feel it should sit in one place, but I think perhaps they don't realise that that actually processes raising concerns, etc., are very different if you're talking about a, a child or a, a person over the age of eighteen. So while a lot of the issues um, go across the age ranges, mm-hmm. and that's where we need to be working with CPSU. Uh, and we currently do on on a number of those. I think there has to be recognition that processes are different, the legislation is different and so on, so they don't sit comfortably in one place. Yeah, definitely. And I think for us what's really important is is it seems stupid, it seems morally and and legally inappropriate to be saying we're going to be worried about you as a child and a young person and and the concerns about your safeguarding in sport or elsewhere are simply going to end at at 18 and we know that for sports, um, a lot of sports activities um, and elite pathways in particular span the 18-year-old cut-off point for for becoming an adult. And it's really, really important, I think, that we get this notion of a seamless safeguarding. It shouldn't matter what kind of sport you're doing. It shouldn't matter at what level you're doing it. And it shouldn't matter what age you are. Sports organisations should be discharging their duty of care to you as a a participant. 
And certainly that, one of our challenges since we've been funded for the four years, has been to get sport to realise that actually adults at risk, or all, all adults need to be safeguarded, even though they're over the age of 18. Mm-hmm. So for a long time, I think in sport, they've recognised safeguarding children, um, and that's because of the work that CPSU had done so well. But they really were almost using it as a cut-off, that at 18, people were left to their own devices, if you like, mm-hmm. and there weren't policies and procedures in place and so on. And so our, our challenge, really, over the last four years, with CPSU's help, is to raise the awareness in sport that safeguarding adults has to go alongside safeguarding children. Mm-hmm. What do you think's made the difference, then? So you say about was getting funding over the past four years. What prompted the funding, do you think? Well, I think, I mean, nationally, uh, safeguarding adults was on the agenda. The CARE Act certainly put it on, I mean, no secrets a long time ago raised the issue, but um, the legislative framework came in in 2014, um, and everywhere was beginning to sit up and realise that adults at risk also needed to be safeguarded. And sport the same, and and take my hat off to sport, you know, it recognised that and started funding us. Um, but it, it's, it's been a, a journey to get people to realise that it's as important as safeguarding children. Yeah, I think ACT used to get um, people con- contacting us, didn't they, to talk about safeguarding adults. Even before we had funding, people would seek you out for advice. Yeah, I mean, we have a, a, a telephone line that, and we signpost people to um, help. But people were beginning to say, you know, we're, we're concerned about somebody within sport. Or we were beginning to see that vulnerable adults were also um, at risk in, in some areas of sport. So we were getting those calls pre-funding. And for a long time, we had the steering group um, for about 10 years. Mm. We had an adults at risk steering group trying to raise the issue, but obviously it was unpaid then and not funded. I mean, I, I think a, a critical issue is, is the once the awareness is raised is the fact that, that funding is being put into both units and certainly um, I, I think there's a, a, a mirror image of what happened with children's with, within sport is that once you've got major funders on board, once they've bought into it, um, I think that certainly puts it on the agenda for particularly funded organisations, governing bodies and, and active partnerships. So for us, one critical factor has been the fact that um, funding criteria have been amended to include safeguarding, and that's certainly mm. something that we recommended happened with, uh, with safeguarding adults. And sport has been generally very receptive. I mean, it's taken a while, obviously, because raising awareness doesn't happen overnight. But most sport and activity organisations that we work with now recognise that they've got to address these issues and are, are very willing to do so. Yeah, I think with the strategy of making people more active rather than just the emphasis on traditional sports, so it's really um, broadened who would take part in sport and activity and it's going to be some people in society who are some of the most vulnerable Absolutely. to abuse. So I think personally that's made a real difference as well, especially for the active partnerships who are getting um, money to get people more active they're seeing actually we're working with older people we're working with more disabled people um it is increasing um, participation of people who would seem to be more um, vulnerable to harm we also now have um the framework that we've introduced adults at risk framework mm-hmm. um and that's we've been really helped by cpsu because they've had their standards um for quite a long time 19 years, years. Nin- oh, 19 years yeah, yeah. um and um they they really assist the, the uh, sport to know exactly what they need in place, 
Um, and it, it's, it's a checking mechanism, but also at the same time for us, the framework is used in order to help the sport create an action plan. Mm -hmm. And then we can work with them to achieve um, the, the goals of the framework. For both children and adults uh, involved in sport and physical activity, um, there's clearly a, both a government push, uh, DCMS push and funding uh, organisation push to get involved with less obvious groups, um, less less core groups of people who, like you say, have, have uh, not necessarily engaged in sport or physical activity and almost by definition those groups are more vulnerable in safeguarding terms as well as harder to reach yes. in terms of engaging with, with uh, sport and physical activity. So uh, old, older people, um, children, young people and adults with mental health problems, yes. people from underprivileged areas, and uh, all of those uh, in their own right um, are additionally vulnerable in safeguarding terms as well. So. So I think it's fair to say that ACT and CPSU have been um, working together um, in the words of the Care Act and um, Children Act, working together, safeguarding everybody's business, um, sort of making sure that we um, collaborate. Um, have you got any examples of work that we've done together? I think, yeah. I mean, I'm pleased to say that there's. I think there's a whole range of a whole range of things that we've done together. It's we've we've been engaged with um, training co presentations. Um, it's interesting. For example, the first uh, national DBS conference is taking place in March, um, and Ancraft Trust and CPSU are jointly providing workshops and input to to that. Um, in terms of support for funded lead officers in NGBs and active partnerships, we're now formally working together to make sure that they're provided with uh, CPD opportunities and, and other information. And I think there's issues as well that we recognise across the age mm. ranges. Um, for instance, well-being, um, uh, maybe eating disorders. I know that's some work that CPSU have done and I think we need to get more involved in um, transitions so that people don't have a cut-off time when they're left, left unsupported. Um, so there, there are, and, and grooming exploitation actually is happening this week, training on, mm -hmm. on that, and, and it was recognised that that happens across children and, and adults at risk. So CPSU and, and ACT have some joint training going on this week. Fantastic. I think... I think the ch one of the challenges that we both got is is the sense that I, I, I fully support the notion of us working together as much as is possible, and I think there's we've done a lot, mm -hmm. and there's there's much more that we can continue to do. Is is keeping that in mind whilst accepting that there are fundamental differences and challenges in not simply looking at safeguarding children as being the same in in every respect as, as safeguarding adults. Mm -hmm. So maintaining a degree of independence and difference, I think, is important. But I, I do. Um, welcome opportunities for us to be working across both our work areas. So we've been hearing a lot about how we've been working together, separate but together. Um, what are the plans for the future? I think for me one of, one of the key roles that both units are going to um, play in going forward is is looking at the the revised and and probably changed strategic group so looking to um, again thinking about the seamless safeguarding idea but looking to establish a strategic sector mm -hmm. safeguarding voice that's going to incorporate those that are looking to safeguard adults as well as safeguarding children and I think in the coming year 
um, we, there have been various attempts and there have been uh, the sports safeguarding partnership that's focused on children in domain but I think both Debbie and I recognise the real importance of, of knitting together um, and, and I, I think encouraging other organisations to join together under a, a shared flag. I think we have planning going forward and we're working much more collaboratively and we want to see how we can share that across the sector and have more people um, get together and really share what they need us to, to be working on and um, to, to take forward safeguarding. Well, thanks very much, Deborah and Nick, for that very insightful podcast. Um, have you got anything else you want to say about ACT and CPSU working together? No, long, long, we, long may we go on, arm in arm, hand in hand, on the safeguarding journey. Thank you for listening. If you want to know more about our work, check out our website, ancrafttrust.org, and follow us on Twitter and Facebook, at Ancraft Trust. <laughs>